You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, everyone. Today, we have Joy Genduza from Postcard Mania, which is a full-service postcard direct mail marketing company. And before we even talk about kind of people are like, oh, what? You know, we're in the digital marketing world. We should be, why are we even talking about direct mail? I just want to tell everyone that direct mail is something that works out really well right now. The physical stuff when it comes to marketing is still very alive and growing. So that's the first thing I want to say as a marketer. I think Joy, I mean, I'm looking at your background over here. Founded your company 21 years ago, one of the fastest growing companies recognized multiple times, I believe, by Inc. Magazine. So first and foremost, mm-hmm. want to welcome you to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what your story is? Because I just kind of gave a one sentencer. So whatever you got, let's hear it. <laughs> well, let's see. When I started Postcard Mania, I really didn't know anything about marketing per se. I really started as a graphic designer and I wanted to bring a really inexpensive direct mail piece that was full color to small business owners. Because as a small business owner, I couldn't find anything under $1,500 that you can get, you know, full color on both sides. So we're talking 21 years ago before the internet. So I started really, I mean, I'm a high school dropout. I don't have any business education at all. And I really never knew at that time that I was going to grow this company organically. We'll do 60 million in revenue this year. 100% 100% organically, no no investors at all. So I learned as I went. So it, it is a pretty interesting story, but it's probably too long for this podcast. No, well, you know what? I'll tell you what, if we don't have enough time on this one, we're going to do another one for sure. So your story is interesting to me because we have a lot of people on this mm-hmm. show, you know, they've raised a ton of money. We don't have a lot of bootstrappers on this show and you're one of the, the few and far between. You're a bootstrapper. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we don't have enough women on this show too. So I think personally, when I look at women business owners, you know, you talk about Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. He says these women operators, they do better than the men, right? And then you look at uh, Jack Ma from Alibaba. He says it's the women that actually operate businesses better. And I think there might be some truth to that. I mean, look at what you've done, right? So Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think gender has anything to do with it personally. <laughs> well, here's what I'm saying. It's people are like, there's always too much men, diversity, this, diversity, that, right? I think, you know, at the end of the day, kind of what I'm seeing based on the data that we have on 400 plus interviews that we've done, I'm just really impressed, right? So yeah, I, I get what you're saying too. We don't want to make it like a gender thing, but I think you've bootstrapped it. And then at the same time, like you're kind of, you know, breaking the norms, right? So I think that's impressive. But so Postcard Media, can you tell us Mm -hmm. a little more about kind of who uses you? How does it work exactly if I want to use Postcard Media as a service? Sure. So our clients are mainly small to medium-sized business owners that employ people. So we don't generally service the solopreneur because, I mean, we may, but mainly it's business owners that need to make a payroll that really need to generate leads right away. And I would say that that's mainly our target market. We have about 90,000 small business clients over the course of our 21 years. We service about 12 to 15,000 at one time, and we do incorporate digital with direct mail. So we're using Google and Facebook and Instagram and call tracking and mail tracking and dashboards and all that good stuff. 
coupled with the direct mail. We call that product everywhere small business because your prospects need to see you everywhere in order to make a buying decision and in order to feel comfortable enough with your business to reach out to you. I would say that probably most of our customers are businesses that really need to talk to somebody on the phone in order to close that sale. So insurance brokers, real estate investors, realtors, dentists, even software companies use us. If you need to have that phone conversation, and obviously we all want somebody to reach in interested enough in our product or service that they're willing to pick up the phone and talk to someone. So that's kind of, we're, we're like a lead generation company using direct mail and all the ancillary Got services. It. Okay. And yeah. what do you say to the marketers today that kind of are like, oh, direct mail is not effective? I mean, are there any numbers or case studies you can speak to just so people can get a better idea? Yeah, 100%. I mean, aside from just like giving you a bunch of numbers that we've compiled from different studies, I can tell you that personally, I mail 180,000 postcards every single week to my target market. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And sure, we do pay-per-click and SEO and everything, but we do send out 180,000 pieces every single week. And honestly, we didn't do that many from the beginning, but I've never missed a week of sending direct mail in, in the 21 years. So I can speak to its advocacy from a mm -hmm. personal perspective. And we track the campaigns of most of our clients, those that will give us their ROI numbers and allow us to share that information with other people in their industry, we do that. So I have tons of personal case studies at postcardmania.com and even tons more that are just in our catalog of campaigns that we share individually with clients. But, you know, let's see what the DMA has to say that you know, the average response rate is 9% for house list and 4.9% for prospect list. Of course, that's an average. It's across so many different industries. And I would never quote something like that to a client because I get about a half a percent response because I'm B2B and that's my response, but it works for me and my ROI based right. on my average order size. So it's just different for everybody. Got it. Makes total sense. You go to postcardmedia.com, you can see a bunch of case studies here, wealth advisors generating a ton of calls. It's all these different businesses, right? Oh, we generate 15 to 18 mm -hmm. clients, new appointments, all of that. So if people want to get started, how do you make money? How do you charge in general, just so people have an idea? Okay, well, everything is by campaign. Everybody has to speak to a marketing consultant. We don't do any online selling because most people don't know enough about direct mail to build their campaign correctly to where they're going to get the best results. So it's very consultative. And we have about 40 marketing consultants that can speak to anybody and go over it. We do, you know, it starts as low as six cents a piece, but that doesn't include postage. It's really, we're highly competitive in terms of our pricing but we're definitely not the cheapest because we're really a results-driven company. So they're going to get a lot more information about how to do this correctly and comparing their industry to the similar industry in a different part of the world so that they can get what the success, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. We're not, we have all the successful information already. Right. Makes sense. And yeah, it seems like you cover the gamut. There's, you handle, there's a bunch of templates people can pick up. There's, you're even teaching people marketing as well. So one of my questions would be, obviously postcards are working for you right now. You mentioned you're doing SEO, pay-per-click. What's working really well for you in terms of growth? Oh my goodness. Probably what we are everywhere, small business product that we sell to 
our customers is doing a multi-channel campaign and, you know, with call tracking and mail tracking and just really going after, we go after all different verticals. And so each campaign is completely separate, but they're all using this multi-channel campaign. It's fantastic. We get about, oh, something like 1,500 brand spanking new small business leads every single week, about 500 and some odd are phone calls, people calling Mm -hmm. in. So everything that we we figure it out for ourselves first and then we kind of turn it into a product for our clients. I do have something that I think your audience would think is really cool. Yeah. We now have programmatic printing. So we're on Zapier now. So anybody can send a postcard based on triggers in their CRM. We don't have a ton of competition in that space. So that's kind of fun for us. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. So everyone check mm-hmm. out, if you haven't heard Wade Foster already, he's been on this podcast twice, I think. A way this might work is someone opts into your email list and then they put in their address or and automatically you can pop them a postcard. This is like a really simple way of doing it. Obviously, you can get a lot, mm-hmm. lot more complex, right? That's mm-hmm. basically what you're saying. Right, exactly. So it's kind of cool. Like, you know, we can either design all the postcards they want for their different triggers and then mm-hmm. help them set it up. They can do it themselves. You know, That's awesome. Their designs are. Yeah. I, I think not even just from a sales and marketing perspective. I think if you're looking, if you if you're onboarding a new team member, for example, and then you put in their information into the payroll system, you can automatically pop them a postcard as well. Like, there's that's a lot true. of different ways to skin a cat here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. true. Yeah. So, look, I think 21 years of business bootstrapped. I mean, what? I'm curious to know what are some of the key struggles you faced where the business might have gone to potentially zero. <laughs> Oh man, I have some scary stories. You know, the interesting thing is, is that even with some of my scary stories, the the main thing is to never let your staff know anything about it when it's going on. And that was probably the hardest struggle for me was in 2010. The building that I'm in now, we built it from the ground up and we moved in in June of 2009. So you can imagine that it was being built during the whole crash of all the banks. It's probably... It was probably the last approved construction loan in Pinellas County at the time. And and I'm telling you, these contractors are putting this thing together with a lick and a promise and trying to get their money fast. And we moved in in June. And in September, I got a call from somebody in special assets, Bank of America. And I was like, what is special assets? Oh, no. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't even, I was like, I didn't even know what was happening because we never missed a payment. Sure. Our business went down in 2008. We went down about, it's actually our only year in our history. We were 15% down. That actually broke one of the covenants in my loan agreement, which I didn't even know that my, I had a what's called read it, industrial right? yeah. revenue bond. Yeah. It was an industrial revenue bond. So the loan covenants were literally in a hardbound book about three and a half inches oh. thick. Yeah. So, so they, I get this call and they're like, yeah, you know, your loan is due in 30 days. You need to pay us basically right now. And basically took all our loans, every loan that we had with Bay of A, which was my home, other properties I invested. It came out to about $6.8 million. They were like, we need $6.8 million in 30 days. So yeah, that was probably the biggest struggle I went through. We finally, when was it? October 2011, another bank bought my loan from B of A and I managed to get through 2010 and 2011 without anyone on my team knowing what was happening, without laying off anybody. 
Congrats. They definitely, thank you very much. They, thank God my husband's business was doing super well at that time because B of A put me on an enforced salary of $150,000 a year. And like they said, you made enough money. Like they were like every other day they were going to depose me. I mean, it was like insane. It was insane. So my next question was, you talked about being, when I think about it, it's like, you are also who you surround yourself with. So you talked about your husband being a successful entrepreneur as well. I'm just wondering, are you in any other kind of entrepreneurial groups, anything like that, like a YPO, EO? No, I actually once tried to be in a CEO group. I think it was one owned by Inc. Magazine mm-hmm. and they kicked, they kicked me out. Oh no, yeah. what happened? I didn't, I didn't bring enough value. I don't know. What? <laughs> my husband, my husband, it was all men and I don't really, I don't know. I, my husband said that every time I went to one of the meetings, I would come home like in a really bad mood and like just down on myself. And he was like, I don't want you in that group. And I was like, it's fine. It kicked me out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I'll tell you something. I, I probably more relevant to my success is my employees. I am so fortunate. I have the president of my company has been with me for 21 years. She started with me when she was 19 years old. Wow. Her husband of 15 years is my chief revenue officer. He started with me before they were married. My chief marketing officer has been with me for 15 years. She was fresh out of college and pretty much learned everything here on the job, but she's quite brilliant and started her own company on the side, which is doing amazingly well. And she still is my chief marketing officer. So it's really, I feel like just surrounding myself with the right people on my team has given me so much, I don't know, it's just like, it's kind of a love fest here. And we really just empower each other all the time. And I think that's why they stay for such a long time. And they're not just like, you know, searching for the next biggest, bigger salary or something. I think, and you said, so your office is in Clearwater, Florida as well, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, in technology, you know, average retention is about 18 to 24 months or so, especially if you're at a Google or Facebook, <laughs> super competitive up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing from you is ultimately at the end of the day, you take shots on people that are younger and you care about them. And that helps build a really strong culture. Yeah, we have an amazing culture here. We've made best place to work in Tampa Bay for the last eight years in a row on their list, like number one, but we've made that list every year for the last eight years. And, you know, it's also like if these young people are like super smart and they're constantly willing to improve themselves, they make it. You know, there are people that started with me that couldn't grow with the company and they're not here anymore. So it's, it's these particular individuals that push themselves to improve, improve, learn, grow, because we have 268 staff now. So you have to learn to change and grow as the company grows. 100%. What's interesting is I was talking to a friend recently and one of his buddies runs a company valued about $8 billion and he took kind of a break because he just company was growing too quickly, but he felt like the rails were coming off. So he was speaking to a bunch of Fortune 500 CEOs, like the Googles, the Zooms, the Apples of the world. They all gave him the time of day. And the one thing they all obsess over is culture. And that's the number one thing. They all obsess over it. Once you're past a certain size, I think that's all you care about. It's no longer the marketing tactics, whatever. It's the business sales Mm -hmm. tactics, the product. It's the culture. So... Mm -hmm. Do you think, I mean, obviously, I think taking a shot on on young people that might even be unproven, that's one thing. But 
is there anything else you think that you do at Postcard Mania that's unique to you as a culture? Probably. I'm very down to earth and anybody can come and talk to me. And it's really important to me to meet every single hire, talk to them for a few minutes, learn about them. We have a staff meeting every single Monday at three o'clock with the entire staff live. I mean, there's some, you know, weird, you know, whatever, ordinary slash weird perks that we have that I don't think are unique to us, but we have free yoga classes in our common area. We have a cafe with like espresso drinks and lunch and breakfast. And that's not unique to us, but for a company this size in Clearwater, Florida, it's pretty unique. Got it. And so the Monday meeting, I want to double click on that one. So that the 3 p.m. meeting, what's, what's the agenda look like there? We go over our metrics. Like we go over every division. We have a, a seven division org chart, but there's, we have four div. Well, we have four, eight. Yeah. So we have four, four division four. So it's probably like an 11 division org chart. So each VP goes over their metrics for the previous week, whether they were up or down. We clap if you're up, if you're down, we don't boo. We just don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> we go over, we go over successful campaigns that we've done for clients, client feedback. We read some of our reviews. We acknowledge, we have a love fest at the end where we acknowledge each other. Like we ask, you know, is there anybody here that wants to acknowledge anybody else? And it becomes like a love fest. Like people start thanking each other for different things they did in the week before work-wise that really made their life easier. Sometimes we have like, we'll go over, we don't have OKRs throughout the entire company, but we will go over certain OKRs and where we're at and progress that we're making overall as a company. So introduce new staff. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I asked, by the way, is we talk a lot about those types of things, like how the company, what's the operating system for the company. So I'm always interested in learning, like, even if there's like a couple of different things, nuances that I might want to pull in, I want to do mm -hmm. it right. I think other people feel the same way. So I, I think that's great. So there's not a lot of people, there's a couple, a couple of people I know that they're like an entrepreneur power couple. So how do you think that's been beneficial to you and the business? You mean being married to another business person? Yeah, because I mean, that's uh, something like I'm, I'm not married, right? So I, I was like, I'm always uh -huh. like, I would really like to have someone that's like a super type A and has a business, right? Like that's kind of the dream. Uh -huh. I don't know if that's the dream. So I kind of want to know from you, like how has that worked out in a positive <laughs> and negative way? Well, it's never been negative. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been married now to Sam for... 16 years together, 18 years, both of us, it's a second marriage. We started out as really good friends. We became best friends. And all we did was talk about business. And we saw mm -hmm. that we had so many things in common, the way we ran our business that then we started dating and we got married. So he's much better at managing money than I am. I'm really good at making money, but we would probably have, I would probably donate like all our money to charity if he didn't stop me. So he's much better at managing money. So he's always been really good at consulting me on financial aspects. And of course I do all the marketing for his company. So we're, Love you it. know, it's great. We have a great marriage and it doesn't affect us negatively. It's only been a positive for our marriage. Yeah. It sounds like you complement each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It hasn't been a negative. I mean, you, you know, people, my company is much larger than his and people, but he's a very confident person. So he's not like weirded out by that, but people right. wonder about that or ask me about that uh, sometimes, but he's, not yeah he's not like that at all he's that's into awesome. it that's good that's, that's yeah. what that's what you're looking yeah. for right cool yeah. so we're working towards yeah. wrapping up here i'm curious okay. so how do you continue to grow just as an entrepreneur oh man i mean it's funny i'm you know 
I'll read books and get bright ideas. I'll talk to people and get bright ideas. I, it's constantly like you have to pivot, and especially in this business. So we're constantly looking at like what's happening in my industry and how can I be better than everybody else? And you just have to pivot. I mean, I've pivoted probably like five times in the 20 years in order to outsmart my competitors and to get, gain market share. So. Got it. Okay. And just, I mean, I, I keep thinking about those of you that are marketers listening today, just, I would recommend looking at Postcard Mania and then looking at, there's also a couple of APIs you can hook up with, with these cookie delivery companies too, or gift boxes, right? So mm-hmm. literally if you can combine the two based on certain behaviors, like I think that's a home run because you can basically just automate doing good things for people. So just an idea there for, for marketers. But what, Joy, switching back over to you, what is <laughs> your, what's your favorite business book? Oh, it, it's probably measure what matters. I mean, that book gave me so many actionable things. It's like hard to, it was hard to even get through the whole thing because I kept stopping and implementing things. So I love that. John cool. Doerr, you know that book? Yep. You know that we'll drop that in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Great book. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, and those of you that don't want to read it, uh, there's a good TED talk he did last year. So it's like 15 minutes or so. And then I would recommend picking up the book, but it's literally what changed all his portfolio companies. How about favorite business tool, Joy, that is not called Postcard Media? You know, we live in Basecamp at Postcard Media. So I would probably say Basecamp. Okay, great. Basecamp's great tool. Are you familiar tool. with it? Yeah. yeah, we use it for yeah. on, the, on the client side. It's great. Joy, what is one company or which company or founder are you following right now? Probably nobody, to be very honest. <laughs> that's a fair answer but like maybe there's a reason for that too maybe it's like hey I just want to like do what I do and I'm going to craft my own path yeah I mean I just I feel like I grew up in a different time you know it was before everything was so accessible so yep. I'm just not dialed into following people you know I'm just working and living so Love yeah. it. That makes total sense. So Joy, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for people to find you online? Well, my website is postcardmania.com we do have my, I have a book, my ebook is Postcard Marketing in an Online World, Success Simplified. And you can get a free copy of that at postcardmedia.com slash podcast. We do have a free subscription on if they, if they want to go to postcardmedia.com slash free Zapier mm-hmm. and they can get a free subscription to our triggered direct mail integration up to 500 pieces a month. So maybe they'll want to do that. That's and free. And then if they... It's just the subscription, just it's not the postcard, but yeah, there's, there's a paid subscription as well. And then there's also some special they told me about here at postcardmania.com slash Eric, and they can start a campaign for as little as six cents a piece. So that's awesome, Joy. I, I think this is great because, <laughs> by the way, I'm not affiliated with Postcard Mania, but I, I just think people complaining about the rising ad costs and then just customer acquisition becoming more expensive. So why not try it? it? It just It's not super expensive to try it, right? So check out everything that Joy mentioned. Rewind this a little bit. Check out the show notes. Joy, this has been great. We'll love to chat with you sometime more because I just feel like you have so many other stories. Thanks again for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.